podcast uses profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own risk. Welcome back to Hell on Hills podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Amanda. And welcome to episode 42. Uh, 42. 76. <laughs> I swear we do this every time. I just never remember what episode we're on. Um, I'm pretty sure it's 42. Yes, it is. I love okay. it. Okay. Okay. You just beat me to looking. That's fine. Well, I looked at the folder. So unless you named it wrong. Perfectly possible. Don't ask me what I've done. <laughs> Silly assumption. I named that the correct thing. Let's look. Amanda. 41 was the last one. So yeah, this one would be 42. Okay. So we're right. We know what we're doing. We're on it. Yeah. Something. We'll just cut out everything before this. It'll be- <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you? You said you had an update or was that just an update for me? Oh, no, I have a treat. Oh, you have a treat? <laughs> Is it Reese's? A whole no. giant ass bit. Oh, I don't really know what it is. It's this. It's like a taro jelly, taro root jelly. Okay. I don't know what it is, but I get them. James sent me to the Asian store to get, like, I don't know, Korean necessities. And I love this stuff. So I had to get me one. And I'm an adult and I buy what I want. If I wanted a Jell-O, I'll get a Jell-O. No one's going to judge you aside from Annie. Well. That's mostly because you didn't share with her. Well, she can't have it yet. So I think, well, I don't know. I'm pretty, no, she can't. She can't have, like, added sugars. Oh, Oh, okay. That's horrible. Such a rough life. More for me. But you give her a s'more instead. I gave her some strawberry slices uh, yesterday, and that was fun for me to watch. Oh, yeah, I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) She sends, Amanda sends a Snapchat, and it's Annie with these strawberries, and every time she tastes it, she just, like, shudders. It was wonderful, but she kept going back for it. She did keep going back for more, so I guess she enjoyed it, question mark? She ate it all. Okay, she must have. Well, I... I don't really have an update. I feel like I was going to tell you something, but I don't know what it was. I have no idea what it was. I was going to try to say something smart, but I couldn't do anything. Okay, that's fine. We don't say (laughs) smart things most of the time, so it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Too much pressure. Way too much. Way, way too much. (laughs) All right. Well, while we're thinking about it, or while I'm thinking about it, I just want to throw out some more listeners. We have a couple listeners in Brazil, which is kind of fun. And then we also have listeners in North Carolina. So we just want to say thank you guys for listening. We see you. We really appreciate you. All the exactly fun stuff. Exactly. Equally as fun as Brazil is North Carolina. Yes. You guys are equally fun. Yes. It's just more well, fun to say Brazil. Sorry, North Carolina. Uh, well, it's fun for me. Um, uh, I'm sorry. It's fun for me to go North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> So, listen, you get equal love from both me and Amanda. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, We also wanted to mention that our Discord is up and going. So, if you want to be added to Discord, 
please email us or message us on one of our social media platforms. If you want to email us, that is hellonheelspodcast at gmail.com. You can also email us if you have story suggestions or words of encouragement or really whatever you want to. If you want to just yell at us, we'll just delete the email. You know, no biggie. But I will laugh at it. I'll be like, (laughs) Bryce, (laughs) probably that's probably (laughs) what will happen. You can yell at us and we'll just laugh and go go for you. But um, point being is you can email us there, which is hellonheelspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the discord again, you can reach out via email or you can reach us on Twitter, which is hellonheelspod. Or you can reach us on Instagram, which is hellonheelspodcast. Um, and then we also have our Patreon up and going. So we do have a Jack the Ripper special up, um, as well as some other content such as game nights and, uh, what bloopers? Do we have bloopers up there? Yes. I think so. We've got stuff. We don't know what we've got up there. Let's be honest. Yeah. But it's all on there. If you guys do want to, uh, become a patron, you guys are able to donate on a couple different levels and every last level has early access. Uh, so as soon as I finish editing those episodes, they get posted on there. So early access. Um, and I, then I think that's it. Anything else you want to throw out between being beaten by Annie and unmuting yourself? Yeah, I was going to say I, I stopped listening when she started clawing my eyeball. Oh, oh well, interesting you say that. Um, my story today involves eyeballs. Um, somewhat. I don't know <laughs> how I feel about that just yet. Check back. Later. Um, I you're I can tell you you're not going to enjoy it, but you will also enjoy it. And <laughs> just so you know, um, my sister just sent a picture. Was this my sister? My sister just sent a picture of vodka and it says, well, it's vodka on the bottle. I love that. Do you see it? It's vodka. Sorry. Anyways. That's all I've got for you. I don't have. I thought I had. Oh, I know what my update was. Bryce. What? I just started recording. Damn you. Do I need to restart? Nah. (laughs) Okay. We'll just, I'll send you the audio for that part. Good hell, Amanda. There was a a pop-up I didn't see. (laughs) I'm glad I checked it, though. Well, I'm glad you did, too. I've got an update for you, though. I remember now. Okay. It's more of a, the dogs update. I bought them a Chewy box the other day. And they about lost their minds with excitement. It, did you just make her cry? Gosh. Annie, I know. No, she's fine. I'm trying to teach. She cries when we tell her no. And I'm trying to teach her, hey, when people are holding you, maybe don't slap them in the face and claw their mouth and eyeballs. Wait, I thought that's what you were supposed to do. Oh, you're the one that taught her that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working on that with her for a long time, okay? (laughs) See, she's fine. She stops crying when she realizes that... Your mom is just mean, huh? I am. I should just let you... I mean, I don't need that eyeball. But I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, the Chewy Box. Um, The Chewy Box. The dogs lost their ever-loving minds. 
At least the big dogs did. I have conditioned my dogs that they know when a box is theirs. If it's got that blue chewy label on it, they are sniffing at it like nonstop. (laughs) I love it. But we, we buy goodie boxes from them on occasion. And the goodie boxes are just like random. I shouldn't say random. They have an assortment of toys and treats and stuff. God, our dogs lost their ever-loving minds. I could like I couldn't even open the box with how excited they were. Oh my god! I I that stuff you need to get on video. Uh, the issue was is that I had to open with one hand and push dogs away with the other, and I was doing it alone. So oh okay yeah you but tripod or a husband. They got this <gasps> toy. Oh my god! I love. It. Is it long? I love yeah. it so much. Like you can it's- see like. It's Pluto from Mickey Mouse. And it looks like it has a bottle in it. Is it one of the toys with the bottle in it? Uh, Yeah, it's got like a bottle. I can't remove the bottle, but it's got a bottle something in here. It crinkles. Yeah, I it love crinkles. it. They love this thing already. And they've only had it for a couple days. But Maisie likes to make out with this toy specifically. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, um, definitely. Not what I was expecting, but that's my update. It was really just a dog update because I knew you'd appreciate it. I do. So next time I'll tell Cody he has to get a video. Yes. Because that sounds very entertaining. Okay. Well, right now I'm just stalling because I don't actually want to tell my story. Oh, God. <laughs> but let's let's just get into it if you're ready. Thanks. Okay. <clears throat> I got this story you know how we were talking about that link that i sent you forever ago yeah i got this story from there and we'll just get into it um all right so jury in manchester uh crown court or i'm sorry i'm already messing it up i don't want to talk about it that badly okay (laughs) so a jury um in manchester at the crown court took one hour to find the defendant guilty all members of this jury were offered professional counseling as they were, <clears throat> they had to see uh, the, dis- oh, wow, I don't know what the hell I'm typing. So all members of the jury were offered professional counseling, and this was to deal with the distress of seeing the photos of the victim and the sickening violence. Oh my all God. 12 members of the jury accepted the offer for counseling. Why are you doing higher jury? <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you upset already? Do you want to just move on I, to your story? Be done. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to open my jello. Okay. You open your jello. Okay. Uh, this is the case of the murder of Kelly Ann Bates. So before we get into details of Kelly, we're going to talk about um, Mr. James Smith. He was born either in 1947 or 1948. I couldn't find a specific date for him but he was born right around there he was an unemployed 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 lord this is how bad i don't like reading the details on this were so rough for me so he is an unemployed divorcee divorcee however you want to say it he lived in gorton which is an area of manchester his neighbors and acquaintances described him as house proud well-groomed he was a teetotaler. Do you remember what that is? Or a teetotaler? I remember they don't drink. And they That's think it. people, they think very little of people that do. That would be accurate. He is a teetotaler. 
T two taller. But what so is the what did you call it? A house happy? A house what? House proud? How, <laughs> yeah, I was not yeah, house happy. House proud. <laughs> um I didn't Google it. I just assumed that meant he was very happy with his house. He was oh. like, I just read it as like he was like, look at my house, it's all fancy. Yeah, so uh Merriam Webster says house proud is proud of one's house or housekeeping. So He's just proud of his house. Let him be. Okay, cool. I should have I mean, been able to figure that out then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what it was. And he didn't smoke either. So he didn't drink, didn't smoke. Um, he was he and his... an... Sorry, he was an ultra T2 taller. Yeah, kind of like, we'll call him the Ultron of T2 tallers. He was T2 tallest. <laughs> yes, he's the T2 tallest. <laughs> uh, so he and his wife of 10 years separated in 1980 she left him due to the violence in the marriage oh well he's so a she was yes so he was abusive to her um reports say that it was even while pregnant with his child that he was abusive oh, okay he didn't take long to move on from his wife in 1980 the same year they separate and get a divorce he meets tina watson and Tina describes being used as his punching bag. Oh, my God. He stated, at first it was now and again, just a little tap. But in the end, it was every day. He would smack me in the face or hit me over the head with an ashtray. He would kick me in the legs or between the legs. So she was in a terrible relationship. She oh ends up God. pregnant and he still severely beats her while she is carrying his child as well. Okay, so he just doesn't care about anybody. No. In 1982, after Smith tried to drown Tina in the bathtub, she escapes with her life. And she was just 20 years old at this time. Next, shortly after Tina leaves him, Smith begins seeing 15-year-old Wendy Motorhead. I struggle with the terminology seeing because she was 15 and he would have been about 35. What year was this? Mm, I think this was 83, but I didn't have the date on here. Okay. Well, I, I thought you said 80s early or 70s. It started Early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just not okay. Like even no. by that time. Okay. No, it's not okay. Yeah. He sounds, uh, <clears throat> sounds like a person. Yeah, so he's grooming a 15-year-old, uh, Wendy Motorhead. He was, again, very abusive to Wendy. What a shocker. And he tried to drown Wendy by holding her head underwater in the kitchen sink. And she was able to also escape with her life eventually. What is wrong with this man? Who hurt him? I don't have really any details of his background, like from his childhood. It just wasn't readily available for me so i couldn't find anything it's scary to know where this is gonna go if he's this angry and he's not even drunk you don't know how bad this is gonna get oh god okay um so you can bet that him seeing younger women significantly younger and abusing them is absolutely a trend of his Kellyanne Bates, she was born on May 18th, 1978. She was born in Hattersley, 
which is a small town just about 10 miles east of Manchester city center. So not far. Her parents, Tommy and Margaret Bates, they loved her. They had a really close family unit. They were just like just that family that was really close. She had one or two brothers. I couldn't get clarification on this. I know she had at least one, but I believe it was two. She was described as strong, independent, confident, bubbly, a sporty girl, and a bit of a tomboy. She was friendly with the older crowd, so she was kind of mature for her age, just got along better with older crowd. Um, She had a goal to be a teacher as well, so that was her end goal. Uh, And at the time, she was working at a graphics firm, and she was also going to school full-time. So she was a college student. Okay. In 1993 is when James Smith meets Kelly Ann Bates. Um, They meet through a mutual friend, question mark. Kelly was babysitting for one of Smith's friends, so I guess it was her kind of employer and his friend. She was just 14 years old at the time. James Smith starts grooming her. And it all started when Smith walked her home to, quote, keep her safe. What a shithead. Mm -hmm. Kelly would go on to hide the details of her relationship for her family for at least two years. They knew Smith as Dave, who they believed to be a boy from her school. They had spoken to him on the phone, but not met him in person. And they just, like I said, they thought it was a schoolmate. Uh, And they were very much not aware of the age difference. She begins sneaking out of the house to spend more time with Smith, uh, spending more time at Smith's house. And her family started noticing that she would be gone for days on end. Just disappear, sneak out of her room, be gone for days. Not come home? Uh Uh-huh. And when they did see her, she had lost weight. She was clearly not bathing. She wasn't taking care of herself anymore. Two years after they met in 1995, uh, Kelly leaves school and she moves in with Smith. So she's in college. She finishes her school. She's 17 years old at this time. And that is actually a legal adult at the time for the area for Britain. She's just 17 years old and Smith is 46 years old. So even if her parents wanted to help or do something, they couldn't. Mm -hmm. Their their hands were tied. Like I said earlier, she had been concealing the almost 30 year age difference from her parents. And one day when her parents arrive home, uh, Kelly meets them in the kitchen and she wants to introduce them to, again, she's calling him Dave. When her mother met Smith, her mother stated, quote, As soon as I saw Smith, the hairs on the back of my neck went up. I tried everything I could to get Kellyanne away from him. So she knew something was off, and Smith looked much older than what she was told. Um, Kelly had told them he was older, but I believe she had told him that they were, he was 32. So, I mean, still a pretty big age gap, but yeah. not 30 years. But from what the mom said, though, it wasn't just the age that she was worried about. Mm-mm. Nope. So, like I said, 
her parents didn't meet him until Kelly was legally an adult. And so her parents couldn't do anything to stop their relationship. They tried to convince Kelly to leave, which at one point she did due to an argument with Smith. Um, but that didn't last very long. Uh, that was just temporary. And by the end of November 1995, Kelly was again living with Smith. Smith had actually stalked Kelly until she was back in his arms. November 30th, 1995 was the final time she would be seen alive by her friends and family. By November 1995, December 1995, her parents were very concerned for her well point. Margaret, her mother, was so concerned that she just thought, one day we're going to find her body. Like, we're not going to see our daughter again. Oh, God. I, I really feel, like, so deeply for them because uh, I'm, I just keep getting stuck at, like, what can you do? And it's so hard because her mother was so concerned about driving Kelly off that she tried to let her have that independence. Like, okay, you're an adult. You make your own decisions. I don't want to tell you you can't do something and upset you and make it so that you, like, never talk to us or, like, I drive you away. But she was still concerned. Uh, she had even reached out to authorities and the police were like, she's an adult. We we can't do anything. So really, her hands were tied from multiple angles. Mm -hmm. oh. Yes. Her parents began noticing bruises and bite marks on Kelly. And when questioned, she would attribute them to accidents. Oh, it was an accident. Or, oh, a group of girls attacked me. Whatever it was. Kelly's friends and family noticed that by December 1995, she was very withdrawn. Even when talking with her parents on the phone, they just said she acted really strange. And they wouldn't admit that, or Kelly wouldn't admit that Smith was abusing her. Yeah, because he was probably listening. Mm -hmm. In December of 1995, Kelly also quit her job, which her mother stated she loved her job. She didn't want to leave it. She just up and quit, though. She liked working. March the following year, 1996, her parents received cards that are from Kelly. Uh, one was for Mother's Day, one for their anniversary, and the other for her father's birthday. The only issue with these cards is that Tommy and Margaret could clearly tell that Kelly had not actually written in the cards. It was all Smith's handwriting. Oh. Oh, no. At, at one point, Kelly's brother went to visit her, and when asked, Smith, or when he asked, Smith told him that Kelly wasn't home. In one instance, one of her brother's friends had stated he had seen Kelly. So that kind of put the family's mind at ease, hearing, oh yeah, she's fine. Oh, so she wasn't. She was... Just keep going. Oh, God. Um, initially, this put the family's minds at ease. They just didn't realize that the sighting of Kelly had been weeks prior. Oh, okay. One concerned neighbor even asked to see Kelly, and she was shown in an upstairs window very briefly, but she was alive and well. The few times that pa Kelly's parents did go to Smith's home, they recall Smith showing them a hole in the floorboards, and this would have been before November of 95. And he had told them that it was made by engineers that were repairing a gas leak in his home. Her parents came to believe that Kelly was held captive in that hole. So wait, did 
from what you could tell, did he like point this out or did they ask? He about it? like pointed it out. What the he was what like, is- look at this hole. It was here because engineers did blah, 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 blah. Oh my God. He is so just, he's a. Sh- On the uh, drive, Bryce has him listed as dipshit. Um, and uh, that yeah. was the nicest terminology because I have so many other names I would have called it, but yeah, I'm really trying to keep it like PG 13 here. Yeah. Um, I did mention that her parents had tried to contact police, but Smith didn't have priors. His previous relationships had not gone to police. They had just left. So they're looking at from the police's perspective. It is a concerned family with a young girl dating a much older man, but she's legally an adult and they have no proof that he's causing her any harm. So hands are tied again. Her parents were afraid to drive her away. So they never did go to the house to check up on her. And they say this is a decision that they regret every single day. On April 16th, 1996, Smith walks into his local police station and reports to authorities that he had accidentally killed his girlfriend. Accidentally. He tells them that he and Kelly were in an argument. Kelly was in the bathtub and she had inhaled water. He goes on to say that Kelly would often pretend to be unconscious And he's like, well, I tried to resuscitate her. I just thought she was messing with me. And he goes on to tell authorities, I've killed her. I know I have. Okay. We're not even to the bad part. Okay. I don't, there's so, first of all, why are you always trying to drown people? That's such, not only a horrible way to go, but that's a horrible way to make someone go out. Like. Oh, it gets worse. And then on top of that, you she just y'all were arguing and she just accidentally swallowed a bunch of water and drowned herself. What? Listen, I didn't say it. I mean, I said it just now, but I'm not the one that came up with the excuse. These police officers, if they are not immediately like, sir, that's that smells really bad, then I'm gonna I'm going to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) Well, the police arrive to the home and find Kelly's body. She was naked and severely injured. Her blood could be found throughout the home and her death was clearly no accident. And Smith was immediately charged with Kelly's murder. Thank God. William Lawler, the examiner for the Home Office Pathologist Manchester branch, identified over 150 separate injuries on Kelly's body. Lawler goes on to state, In my career, I have examined almost 600 victims of homicide, but I have never come across injuries so extensive. And were these, like, just, they were, how do I put The ones he's talking about, were they new wounds or were they old? We're going to get into that. Okay. So these are some of the injuries. She had scalding to her buttocks and left leg and feet. Uh, Boiling hot water had been poured on her. Burns on her thigh caused by the application of a hot iron. 
a fractured arm, ligature marks on her neck, cigarette burns on her body, wounds caused by a spade or pruning scissors, multiple stab wounds caused by knives, forks, and scissors, stab wounds inside her mouth, crush injuries to both hands, injuries to both knees, she would have been unable to walk, partial scalping, mutilation to her ears, nose, eyebrows, mouth, lips, and genitalia, both eyes were gouged out, later stab wounds to the empty eye sockets. Oh my god. Why? It gets worse. Are you going to tell me that she was alive after she lost her eyes? The pathologist found that Kelly's eyes had been removed no less than five days and no more than three weeks before her death. Oh, so somewhere in the five to 21 days before she died, her eyes had been removed. She lived through this pain for at least five days. But she was tortured for three to four weeks. So he just, even after she died, he just kept going. No. She died when she drowned. So the day she died is the day he went to police. He tortured her all the way up until that point. She lived through all of this. Uh, So that. Okay. I'm sorry. I know this is horrible, but like. You really thought they were going to believe your drowning story? When this is what they're coming to see? We'll talk about how he does his victim blaming. So she had been starved as well prior to her death. She had lost about 20 kilograms. That's about 44 pounds. She had not been given water for several days at the time of her death. Evidence found that she would be kept bound or tied to a radiator or furniture by her hair or neck. Kelly's cause of death was officially drowning. Just prior to the drowning, she was beaten on her head with a shower head by Smith. I can't even, I don't even know what to say. This is why I was avoiding this. Um, trial begins on November, uh, in November of 1997. Smith denies murdering her. He stated that he had not done anything to Kelly that she had not specifically asked him to do. He insisted that he was actually the victim in the whole incident. He claimed Kelly, quote, would put me through hell winding me up. And he stated that Kelly at some point taunted him about his late mother. And he said that Kelly had a, quote, bad habit of hurting herself and he basically goes on to say she had this habit of hurting herself but making it look bad on me when smith is asked to explain why he had so severely beaten and stabbed and blinded kelly he stated that kelly dared him to do it she challenged him to do her harm okay that doesn't mean you do it even if that was true i don't get the feeling it's true. I uh, would very much agree with every single one of those 
jurors uh, because I think he's a big piece of doo-doo. The jurors also had to see every picture of Kelly. Oh, oh my God. And the evidence. Did her family go to this trial? Uh, it was not clear. I assume they did. Oh, God. Okay. Oh so a consultant psychiatrist told court that Smith had a severe paranoid disorder with morbid jealousy and lived in a distorted reality. The women from Smith's past testified on stand about the abuse they endured from Smith. Peter Openshaw, the prosecutor for the state, said, quote, It was as if he deliberately disfigured her, causing her the utmost pain, distress, and degradation. The injuries were not the result of one sudden eruption of violence. They must have been caused over a long period and were so extensive and so terrible that the defendant must have deliberately and systematically tortured the girl. You said earlier that this guy didn't have a record? No one had ever reported him to police. But, like, nothing? Not a... not a Nothing that a, I could find. Oh, my God. So, when speaking of the cards that her parents received, Openshaw stated, The family heard nothing more from her after those cards in March. Little is known about the last month in her life. She was, in in effect, a prisoner in her own home. He also goes on to state, Physical pain would have been so intense, causing anguish and torment to the point of a mental breakdown and collapse. Smith also reportedly told an officer when he initially went in to report her death, I know I'm going away. I know there's no point. I'm going to get found out anyway. I can't keep, like, I can't stop going back to those cards because, like, originally I assumed that she was possibly already deceased and he sent them. But now I'm just tormenting myself because, like, she could have, she could have been blind. Like, she could have had no eyes and he had to do it for her. Which is, oh, God. Because I was wondering, like, how does this piece of shit remember their birthdays? He didn't. No. Oh, Um, my God. Like I said at the beginning, jury deliberation took one hour. The jury found him guilty and sentenced him to life in prison. Judge Justice Sachs recommended that Smith serve a minimum term of 20 years. He stated, quote, This has been a terrible case, a catalog of depravity by one human being upon another. You are a highly dangerous person. You are an abuser of women, and I intend, so far as it is in my power, that you will be abused no more. Her mother is quoted saying, people call him an animal, but an animal wouldn't do that to another animal. He's a very evil man. I think about how much pain she must have been in, how she must have thought we didn't love her because we didn't save her. And 20 years after Kelly's passing, her mother made a statement where she stated, I want him to die just like Kelly did. I know I shouldn't say this, but I wish I'd killed him the first time I saw him. The way Kelly, that way Kelly would still be alive. I can't imagine the guilt that this woman lives mm-hmm. which she the doesn't. The whole family. Oh my god. What the hell is wrong with you? With me or him? Both. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I was stalling. I didn't 
want to. So the pictures on the drive, there are two pictures of Kelly. She's so stinking cute. And then the last one is of dipshit. It, it's just absolutely insane that he, I mean, as the prosecutor said, he systematically tortured her. I was, that's what, God, I was thinking that too, when you said that he cut out her eyeballs. The first thing that popped into my head, I don't know what this says about me, was like, people live through that. And that's why I asked you. Mm-hmm. Yep. She, um, she lived through the whole thing. She, I can't even imagine. I mean, she was completely reliant on him. He had made it so that she couldn't see, she couldn't walk. She wasn't getting fed. She was tied up. Like, her being in that bathtub, he had to have put her in there. Her kneecaps were crushed. And then he proceeds to beat her on her head with the shower head before drowning her. Which is another reason I'm like, this guy, This he's so angry like he his record is spotless and i think at one point you said the neighbor came by and asked about her and she was like able to see her through a window or something Mm -hmm. so even the neighbors are like something's weird about this they just hadn't seen kelly they were like well we haven't seen kelly is she okay so they saw her in the window and i i don't know the circumstances all Mm -hmm. i know is that they saw her so i don't know if he like ran upstairs and said go act like everything's okay in the window or you know he had groomed her yeah i mean at that point he could have very easily just yelled out her name and she's not you know at that point she's not going to tell anybody she's this is years yeah she this poor girl she just is he still alive um i couldn't find anything on that i honestly can't find his i can't find his birthday I can't find if he's still alive. It's driving me nuts that I've spent an hour and a half just looking for a birthday for him. I'm sorry I asked. (laughs) But that is the murder of Kellyanne Bates. I am happy to have it out of my brain. Oh, um. Yeah. You want to hear about some superstitions? Yeah, that'd be so much better, please. Oh my god. Um, Do you need like a second to collect your thoughts? You collect your thoughts. Okay. Before we go on to Amanda's story, for anyone that is in a domestic violence situation, please, please reach out to your local authorities. Get out while you can. Um, Do everything you can to protect yourself. I don't care if they say they love you. If they are hitting you, that is not love. They are abusing you at all. That's not love. So um, the domestic abuse hotline. So the domestic abuse hotline for <clears throat> for the United States is 1-800-799-7233. If you do need help, please reach out to them. Um, they are going to be such a great resource if you do need that help. <sighs> Before we start, which one do I do? This one? Okay. So I've been drinking Gatorades, right? The Gatorade Zeros. Mm-hmm. And in case you were wondering, my favorite flavor is the Glacier Cherry. Get the fuck out! What? That's my favorite! It's the best one. It is so good! Cody thinks it's gross. 
Cody can suck a. That was aggressive. I'm sorry. Those were very happy aggression. Uh, but I saw this other one today that I was like, well, maybe it's good because it's like their Gatorade fit. Oh, so I've never tried those. Seen them. Ooh. I can't decide if I want to take a risk risk and try the citrus berry or stick with the classic. Take a risk. That's just because you want me to try it, huh? Yeah. I want to live vicariously through you. It's okay. This well, doesn't suck. Got a little bit of an after flavor. Oh, good or bad. Not the best. Like, I'll finish this, but I'll... Quickly drink not. something else after. Yeah. Okay, now we can talk about superstitions if you're mentally prepared. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was playing with her toy. Oh, I thought you were texting. I was no, like, oh, she's I'm... already over it. She's done. No, I was just like, I was just sitting here spinning her little s'mores. Okay. So I've got a couple of superstitions. I think I have like five or six. And basically, I just tried to get some background on them and see where they came from. Thank God it was something lighthearted. The first one I have, I didn't even know this was a superstition. But is uh, toasting with water. Not a toaster, but, you know, like, toast, like, clink. That's a superstition? Yeah, oh. you're not supposed to do that. Oh, shit. <laughs> so <laughs> let me tell you why you're not supposed to do that. Okay. <clears throat> this superstition, it dates back to ancient Greece. And I think a lot of mine actually date back to ancient Greece. But according to Greek mythology... Once the dead reached the underworld, they would drink from the river, river Leth. Leth? Leth. I don't know. It's your research, not mine. I Googled it and I forgot. But they would drink from that river down there uh, to forget their past lives. And then they would move on with their, I don't know, whatever else they do in the underworld, whatever part they're going to. So the Greeks okay. would always toast the dead with water to symbolize their voyage toasting a living person with water is said to be wishing them bad luck some people believe that you're just wishing straight up death upon these people so if you're like at a wedding and everyone was like toast to the new bride and groom and they all had water yeah um not the best idea, probably, mm. according to the ancient Greek. Okay. Um, it's also said to bring the wrath of the gods on you. Because a toast was considered to be a wish made to the gods, which is why you lift your glass up. You're like, you know, here, yeah, have, have some whiskey. Have some I don't wine. know. Oh, that's what <laughs> we are as people. <laughs> we uh, had but completely different, like, Mine, have some wine. Have you? Have some whiskey. <laughs> my brain with. Oh, this is who we are. Um, okay. But if you celebrate with a glass filled with something boring and tasteless like water, it's offensive to the gods. I can't blame them either. So, uh, next time you toast somebody, okay, I don't know. Anything else? 
what about like kids? Is there like an age limit? Like if I'm toasting with my little sister who can only have like water or a soda, you know, and she's got water. She can have juice, you know, they got like sparkling grape juice. But I'm just saying like in the past, I have toasted with water with her. Not knowing unwittingly. (laughs) Well, now that you have been enlightened, probably maybe don't do it anymore. I just wonder what they think about toasting with spicy water. Like, what if, what if you toast them with a White Claw? Oh, sp- I was like, what the hell is spicy water? I hate carbonated water. I, I hate it so much. Especially Whoa. when it's hot. Ugh, get it out of here. So, James asked for one. And he asked specifically for splitting a pole. Have you ever heard of that? Splitting a pole? What's that? It's like when you're walking in a pair or a group and you're walking down the sidewalk and you come, it doesn't necessarily have to be a pole. It can be any obstruction that you have to either split or like file into a line to walk around. Never split it. You're always supposed to go, like both of you go around one side. Whether it's like a pole, a telephone booth, another person, you're always supposed to go the same way. In May of 2020, a 19-year-old was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon when he assaulted his cousin in Denton, Texas. The victim claimed that the suspect got in his face and was pushing him while holding a knife after they split a pole because it set him off. So apparently people take this one kind of seriously, I guess. Okay. I... For the life of me, I could not find the origin of this one, uh, but it's really popular. It's been said pretty much throughout the United States, coast to coast, top to bottom. And I read a few people being aware of it in Scotland and Canada. Uh, But apparently across the pond over there, they just kind of seem like, what are y'all talking about? Why can't we just walk on opposite sides of a phone booth? That's how I'm feeling about it. From the people that have heard about it, it's pretty much the same across the board. Real simple. Do not split a pole. Whether you're in a pair, a group, you're not supposed to do it because you risk losing your connection with that person forever. If you absolutely have to do it, or maybe... You and Cody are walking hands and he goes right and you go left and you're like, what the hell? We're not getting a divorce. You're stuck with me. Then you can undo it. How do you undo it? Different people have different beliefs. So some people say that you can walk backwards and go the correct way around the the obstacle, which is where both of you just go the same way. Okay. Oh, you can say bread and butter. Uh, just, again. just like bread and butter. Yep. Okay. I'm all right. Some people say that one person has to say it. Some people think that both people have to say it. Uh, and some people claim that you can say other pairings like salt and pepper or cheese and cherries. That's disgusting. Where is that a pairing? Yes. Where is that a pairing? That's my question. That sounds awful. What? So I could be like peanut butter jelly. Yeah. Cheese and crackers. That sounds good. Yeah. 
eggs and bacon. Bacon and eggs. Okay. Avocado and toast. I was going to say nachos tacos, but that doesn't work. <laughs> Tias and cheese. Wait, nachos tacos might work if you make like taco nachos. Oh, like uh, what is it on that? What is Kim Possible? A nacho? Sure. sure. It, you didn't grow up on Kim Possible, did you? I did, but it was farther back for me than it is for you. I'm I don't pretty think sure that's true. They were all released on the same day. <laughs> I think you're confused. As soon as I said that, I was like, idiot. <laughs> listen, listen, Kim Possible's sidekick, Ron. I remember Not him and Ron's his naked mole rat. Rufus. Yeah, Rufus. It's all um, coming back to me. It, they went to the nacho place and he made a naco. So, like the taco. Or the nachos wrapped in a taco or whatever it was. I think it was a naco. That tracks for Ron. That sounds yeah. right. So that's what I'm thinking when you say it. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. From what I've researched, I didn't know about the bread and butter thing. Um, apparently that's just like a superstition all in itself. That's just like, I guess if you see a black cat and you're like, bread and butter, then it's. Oh, so like I could be, okay, does it have to be bread and butter for the black cat or could it be any pairing too? It has to be bread and butter because according to the bread and butter diehard, you, they claim, that's my name, not theirs. Uh, they claim that you have to say bread and butter because you cannot physically separate butter from bread. You can't separate the two once you put them together. You can't do that with peanut butter jelly either. I guess that's true. Well, I don't know. If you I you can like take a one... spoon and maybe scrape it off and still have, but you can still do left. that with the bread and just have a little thin spot in your bread. No, it don't work like that. Have you ever tried <laughs> to take butter off bread? No. I've tried to put butter on bread and it fell apart. Listen. I just want, can we do like tequila lime? Tequila lemon, how do you like it? Oh, that sounds good. Both sound good. Okay. Let's just, that's what I'm going to shout every time Cody and I, what was it called? Pole split? Splitting a, <laughs> splitting a pole. <laughs> splitting, every time we split a pole, we're going to, I'm going to yell, tequila lime, tequila lime. <laughs> yes. And Cody, I don't know what Cody's going to do. I'm sure he'll have his own thing. Uh, would you like me to ask him? Yes. Cody. Cody, I need you. Come be a guest star. Or guest nuisance. I don't know. Now he's never going to leave. <laughs> so Amanda is talking about superstitions. And apparently there's this thing called pole splitting. So you know when you like go to walk. Like you're walking down the road. And there's a pole. And like we go opposite ways pole. around it. Oh, I'm sorry. It's splitting a pole, but we can't get it right. That's apparently bad luck. So to reverse that, you're supposed to yell bread and butter or something that like two things that go together. So Amanda and I have decided that when that happens, we're going to yell tequila lime. What are you going to yell? What am I going to yell? Yeah. Uh, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of. No, Come that doesn't ass. work. I think he's going to yell dumbass. But you can... But that doesn't work because if he took the ass part out, 
then he would still be dumb. <laughs> but you can't take the dumb out of the ass. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that might work. So I think that one will work. <laughs> okay. So the next one I have, I know you've heard of this one. If not, I am going to drive and drive to Utah and punch you in the face. Oh, okay. <laughs> Please be what I know. Uh, so you've heard of like bad luck. It's bad luck to step on a crack. Yeah. Step on a crack, okay. break your mother's back. Yeah. Okay. I could not find a definitive origin for this one either, but it does. It can be traced as far back as early Europeans and early Americans. They believed that the cracks in sidewalks, floors, even dirt were actually gaps between our world and the spiritual world. Some people believed that interacting with the cracks would bring misfortune to your family. And they would say, step on a crack, break your mother's back. Step on a line, break your father's spine. I've never heard the second half of that, and I really enjoyed it. It rings a bell, but I don't know if that's for any specific reason. Like, I would not have been able to tell you that second part. But it I had familiar. never heard of it. Other people believed that stepping on a crack would free a spirit who would then wreak havoc on their family. I don't step on cracks, actually. <laughs> I don't either. I, I don't go out of my way not to, but if I'm like... I go on my way not to. Oh, I don't. I got other shit to do. I can't look down. I have to look up so people assume I have my shit together. Well, I mean, if I'm in a spot where I know I don't have to worry about it, but I will glance down and be like, how consistently are these lines? Where are the cracks and the <laughs> gaps in the universe? I don't want to fall through to the spirit world. God, no, that would be horrible. I just want to visit. Like, send me back. What the but... elevator game is for? No, uh-uh. No, <laughs> change my mind. <laughs> so for a while, this little rhyme actually had a, a good connotation to it. Okay. Some people believe that the actual rhyme is step on a crack, break a witch's back. Or Step on a crack, break the devil's back. Uh, so everyone back in the day was just stomping on those cracks. Yeah, they were really just... I assume this had to do with, like, witch, witch hunts and stuff. Like, you know, old-time Salem. Say, like, where was the this saying for Salem? I think that's what they did. Like, they all filed into the... Oh, that thing. What is it? Not a church. Courthouse. Courthouse. That's it. Yeah. They all file into the courthouse and they're like, she's a witch while they're stomping on cracks. Was she by chance under the crack? I don't think so. Oh. But, I mean, it did say that they were hysterical. Oh, I mean. Yeah. Maybe something. she was stomping on cracks on cracks. Crack on crack on crack. Crack on crack on crack on crack. On crack. On crack. Okay, got it. <laughs> so there's two more uh, little 
I don't know, situations I could find on this. In the 19th century in America, I think we all know what happened. It took on a deeply racist meaning. And it became a step on a crack. I really hate these. I'm sorry. Step on a crack, turn your mother black. Or step on a crack, marry a black person. I really that just... One, those just don't work. I really just feel like crap reading them. And I didn't want to. But at the same time, like... I didn't want to leave it out. Yeah, um, I'm just going to say people in America at that time were unoriginal. They were not. They were doo-doo heads. They were dipshits. Yeah, they were. Like we all are. Not the same type of dipshit as the last dipshit, but a different type of dipshit. Yes. I'll I'll agree with that. Okay. (laughs) Still a dipshit. Uh, The very last one I could find, I had never heard this in school, but they claim that in the 20th century, teachers in school, and this is like multiple people were like, yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, I heard that too. Uh, teachers in school would tell them that if they stepped on a crack, a bear would eat them during lunch. Where are bears really prevalent? I think everywhere. That's how, isn't that how I polar don't... bears became a thing? Like, bears just went to cold regions and... Yeah, but I mean, like, I've never had a bear crawl on my front porch. I did in Tennessee. Did you? Yeah. Well, it wasn't, like, on the front porch, but we saw him from the porch. No, no, no. I mean, like, those bears that are just climbing on the front porch. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. It was a raccoon. Was it a baby raccoon? And why don't I have it in my possession now? It was a whole-ass raccoon, and we gave it french fries. The bear we saw at a state park. Okay, well, that's different. So I'm thinking like Alaska. I can see Alaska. Maybe Minnesota. I don't know if Minnesota is correct. I mean, probably still parts of Tennessee. Just, I mean. Who has had a bear on their porch? I know it happens because I see videos of their cats chasing the bears away. Or their dogs bringing bears over for friendship don't how (laughs) what is wrong with you who me or the dog the dog like how big is this bear can i keep it i mean it'll outgrow your house but do i have time to make it love me before it does no it was the size of a dog get out actually a little bigger get out take this salmon and please leave us alone and there were like six dogs. Oh my god. Like Siberian Aww. husky sized dogs. Oh, maybe he grew up with them and he thought he was a dog too. No. Not in that video. Oh. Well then I can't help you. So I also have black cats. And ancient Egyptians believed that well, I mean, you know, ancient Egyptians they worshipped all cats. But they thought that if a black cat crossed your path, it was good luck. And in 17th century England, King Charles I had a black cat that he adored. And when it died, he mourned the loss of his luck. But 
Black uh, cats were unlucky. Huh? I didn't think black cats were good luck. They were originally. But we're going to oh. go back to Salem here for a minute. God. <clears throat> when the Middle Ages brought the fear of witchcraft, the superstition changed. Black cats were believed to be familiars of witches. And some people even believed that the cats were witches themselves. And that's around the time that it changed to a black cat crossing your path was bad luck. And it was a sign that the devil was watching you. I like the ancient Egyptians version of this much more. I do too. So we're going to blame the pilgrims because that's how people believe that the bad luck got brought to the U.S. They, Those they bad luck pilgrims. That, yeah. They're the ones who started telling people that you have to say bread and butter after a black cat crosses your path. Instead of tequila and rum or something. I don't know. Tequila and rum. Oh my <laughs> God. Uh, Coke and whiskey. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Coke and whiskey is a good one. Is it Coke that and whiskey? A... I don't right? know. I just I just drink whiskey and whiskey. Yeah, but that, you can't separate two liquids once they're mixed. <gasps> I don't think so. Not unless it's like oil and water or something. Uh... Even then, I'm not going to sit there and do that. They would have. Oh wait, isn't that what the um? Oh. Oh, God, help. Oh, my God. Centrifuge. Isn't that what those are for? I have no idea. People that work with centrifuges, let us know. The last one I have are birthday candles, which isn't really a superstition, but I thought it was interesting. The tradition of birthday candles, it dates all the way back to ancient Greeks as well. They would bake cakes and top them with candles in an attempt to appease Artemis in return for a favor. Artemis is the Greek goddess of wild animals, the hunt, vegetation, and chastity and childbirth. So she's got a lot going on. Yeah, but she they, does. They believe that when you wished on, made a wish, and you blew out the candles, the smoke that came out of the candles when it was extinguished would lift your message up to the gods i know that one's not a superstition uh but i thought it was interesting and i really didn't know where else to put it uh i think it's fine it still feels like a superstition like yeah the background of it it felt really superstitiony yeah and that's all that's all i have for today but i'll probably do some more for sure because those were they were pretty quick and they were fun Thank yeah, God. like my haunted game. <laughs> Actually, that's not true because I've got one I've started and that's not been quick. But then again, I chose a bloody a haunted Mary. game that you started. Was it the notes. elevator game? Or notes, yes. Oh, okay. <sighs> All right. Well, that makes me feel better. I don't even know what I talked about. I blacked that out. So, um, don't remind me. Oh my God. <laughs> we're I need more taro jello. You need more whiskey and Coke. Tequila yes. and rum. Tequila and rum. <laughs> Tequila and limes. I don't know. Ribs and barbecue. Deal. Okay. Uh, it was going to say something. I don't know what it was. Oh, what sorry. about like uh, chicken nuggets and like your dipping sauce? Whatever sauce you choose. Buffalo. Buffalo. Duh. But for those people that don't eat buffalo sauce. Oh. Barbecue, I guess. Ranch? 
ketchup. Ketchup's always good. Spicy ketchup? What is spicy ketchup? It's ketchup and hot sauce mixed together. Okay. It's best for like fried fish. I've never done that, but now I feel like I have to. Oh, I highly recommend it. Um, (gasps) I've got one. Bryce and Amanda. Oh my god, how did we not think of that before? I don't know. <laughs> Gosh. Done. That's what I'm going to yell every time. Bryce and Amanda. Bryce and Amanda. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> uh, do you think I should just like yell out your name? Because I am Bryce, so it's Bryce yelling for Amanda. Does that count? It has to be a, a duo, so you would have okay. to say both of them. Okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do Which it. Which is... It just sounds even more fun that way because Cody's just going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> he doesn't even know. I'm going to cut all of this out and just, this is just <laughs> for me and you. <laughs> well, I'm excited for your next superstitions one. I am too, honestly. That was, that was fun. It was kind of annoying being that I guess some of them are just so old that i can't find where they originated but it was still kind of cool it was fun i think it's fun but then again i guess my opinion doesn't fully matter so i think it's like 50 percent of this podcast though so yeah i mean yeah we're right we're both uh, we're not but we're both majority (laughs) shareholders (laughs) at least until brie comes back Um, well, I think me and you do the editing. We could claim a little bit more shareholding if we really wanted to push that. You know, we do the right. editing. We could claim all of the shareholding. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> Sorry, Bree, you get one percent, one share. <laughs> no, let's give her two shares, and then me and you can split fifty-fifty on the rest. Okay. So yeah, forty-nine, forty-nine. Nope. Yeah, forty-nine, forty-nine, two. That has a promise. Does it? I if we're giving out a hundred shares or a percentage, she gets two percent. We get forty nine each. Because forty nine plus forty nine is ninety eight. I had to do that on a calculator. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why that wasn't. (laughs) That's an easy one. You go well. She's Bree is taking (laughs) one share, one percent from each of us. Woo. That means that my 50% goes down to 49. Whenever people start saying numbers, my brain just goes click. I don't know why. I don't know. It's a good thing you're married to James. He's good good with numbers. He really I used to literally text him and be like, "Hey, how much should I leave on this check?" And he's like, "You have a calculator on your phone." Like, yeah, but this is faster if or it would be if you'd stop complaining and just give me the number. Are you sure it's faster? Because I feel like it would have been faster to do it on your calculator. Okay, would you like to know a, a, a trick for that? It's something like what, move the move the decimal and add a zero or something? No, just move the decimal. So if you're looking at, I don't know, $15. Move the decimal over so it's a dollar fifty, and then double it, and that's twenty percent. It's the doubling part that I always forget. Yeah, don't add the zero back. Like that's not. I don't. I don't know. I I remembered moving the decimal. So one day I'll do that next step. 
and one day then just you know what if you and i ever actually meet in person i'm making you do the next step (laughs) it's not gonna help james just tried and he gave up i'm more persistent than james look (laughs) at where we are okay yeah okay (laughs) fair point so all right everyone thank you for listening to hell on heels podcast to see pictures from this episode you can follow us on instagram at hell on heels podcast twitter at hell on heels pod or facebook by searching hell on heels podcast you can find us on linktree by typing hell on heels podcast if you want to support us please like review rate share and subscribe on your preferred listening platform If you want to take your support one step further so we can create more content for you, you can donate through Patreon, where we're working to release specials for patrons. If you have your own true crime or paranormal story suggestions or words of encouragement, please email us at hellonheelspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to tell your friends to listen with you as well. And this has been Hell on Heels Podcast. Bye! Bye!